The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite, CDW, and Ford. All right, and away we go. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Happy to be with you tonight, this evening. Jim Miller, Tom Thayer with you. We've got one hour of Bears All Access. Have a couple of great guests that are going to join us as running back Benny Cunningham should be joining us momentarily. And we'll have Jay Hilgenberg at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And also look at the Bears. They report today. The Bears rookies reported. And the veterans will report three days from now. First practice uh, scheduled for uh, July 21st. And don't forget, that's just around the corner because the Hall of Fame game, as they will be playing the Baltimore Ravens, will be Thursday, August 2nd. But who better to break it down over the next hour? None better than my partner. Let's welcome in Bears former offensive lineman Tom Thayer to the the program. Tom, Jim Miller here. Good to be with you. Man, always a great time of year when training camp and the rookies finally have to report. Yeah, it is, Jim. I mean, all across the landscape of the NFL, it's exciting because there's so many stories that are going around the league in terms of the the stuff on the, the, the players and stuff. And you know what, Jim, as much as I hate extra preseason games, I think this is the one year that I'm kind of encouraged by an extra preseason game. Not only do I think the veterans need the practices, but I think that there's a lot of young guys here that need to capture the attention of the coaches before the preseason starts. In what better way can they do it by getting a couple extra practice plays, cups, cup plus a couple of extra game reps in a Hall of Fame game like this with a new head coach. you got to become more familiar with your crew, and I think be, be, uh, between the Hall of Fame game and then down in training camp going to Denver for a week, I think it's great. Uh, two great building uh, times for the Bears in the future. Well, that's a great point because you just wonder how new Bears uh, head coach Matt Nagy is really going to distribute the reps. You know, how much is Anthony Miller going to going to get as a, a young receiver? Think about all the new players when you look at Allen Robinson or even uh, Taylor Gabriel at the wide receiver position, Trey Burton as, as a new tight end for the Bears. So there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that come in place. And, yes, you know, players may look at ah, five preseason games, but it's, it's another week of work as they get this offense up and running and, and humming at, at really the pace they want to be. I mean, certainly they probably don't want to disclose and show all the things that they're going to do offensively. But you and I have always talked about more reps is a good thing for some of these new players that will be outfitted in, in Bears uniforms. Oh, heck yeah. You know, I mean, whether you're on the defensive and you've been the defensive portion of the, the ball and you've been around here for a little while with Vic Fangio and his system, there still needs to be some young guys discovered. And when you're talking about a high draft choice and a couple of other draft choices, defensively speaking, everybody wants to see those guys in the field. But I think when you're talking about offense in the preseason and it is so time consuming and if you have a chance to get maybe 150 extra reps during that week of practice before before everybody else reports man that's when a guy like Anthony 
Anthony Miller can have three or four catches that open the eyes of the wide receiver. But there's also other guys out there, some free agent rookies out there that they need to be seen. They need to create some type of attraction to them by what they do on the field. And so that's the type of practice, that's the type of reps and opportunities that a young guy, a young free agent, a young draft choice may emerge and all of a sudden he starts getting a little bit of notoriety because of the way he's prepared to play whole new offense, new terminology from all that standpoint. So young players like James Daniels, and he mentioned Anthony Miller, uh, that probably will get more opportunities as the Bears get more work in with that extra uh, preseason game. But when you flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, hey, everybody's excited that Vic Fangio is returning as a defensive coordinator, top 10 defense a year ago. We've said that numerous times, but what are the odds of the hot rod? Roquan Smith, uh, the first-round pick, a, a 2018 sideline-to-sideline side uh, type of player and what he's asked to do and. You know, everybody assumes, at least I do, Tom, I expect him to be a starter uh, week one when the Bears line up to play uh, the Green Bay Packers. You know, you know, Jim, it's, it's weird. I, I do, too. I, I, I do as much of an ability as the way that the NFL is constructed nowadays, and first-rounders are going to get an opportunity to perform as early as they can. But, you know, when you're thinking about the role that he's going to play at an NFL level, is going to be so much different, even though he was with some of the best athletes in the football landscape in the college conference he came from. The way they're going to try to take advantage of youth, the way they're going to try to take advantage of a young guy that ha- doesn't have a great deal of experience visually of seeing NFL offenses line up in front of him. So it's going to be interesting, but I have high expectations for Roquan. I expect him to be a, a starter on day one, but I hope that increases the sense of urgency for the other guys in the interior, the Nick Kutkowskis and the guys like that, that want to be better. And, and we sh- we've we seen improvement by Nick. So I think he's a guy that is going to go out there and be as con- be as competitive as as any guy on the field at the start of camp. You just wonder how aggressive Vic Fangio because the early schedule is you got two great quarterbacks right out the right out the shoot. When you look at September 9th on the road against the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers back into the fold with them prime time, and then the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson. So how aggressive will Vic Fangio be? Hold that thought, Tom, because we'll get to it on the other side. And also, we're going to talk to Bears running back. Benny Cunningham is going to join us on the program. So getting excited, training camp underway for the Bears rookies. So stay right here. On Bears All Access. Get the latest Bears news, photos, and videos delivered straight to your mobile device. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app presented by Verizon. And with that said, we are going to go out to the guest line and welcome in our guest tonight. He's a talented running back. Former Rams, spent the last year with the Bears, and now re-signed with the Bears as well. So let's welcome in Bears running back Benny Cunningham to the program. Benny, Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, Bears All Access. Thanks for joining us. How you feeling? This camp is just around the corner, you savvy veteran. <laughs> feeling great, man. Uh, I appreciate y'all for having me. Uh, just excited to get back with the guys um, and kind of put this thing together and you know get the season started. Benny, you're an experienced NFL veteran now. 777 yards rushing, 180 touches, 113 catches, 992 yards. Is this a better offense, first, second, third down fit for you than the other offenses you've been around in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I honestly feel like this uh, fits my, my style of play more um, just because the, the backs get more involved uh, in the receiving game. Uh, you know, he, he does a good job of, you know, trying to get it back in space. Um, also doing a good job of moving Tariq around, uh, kind of getting him to learn everything 
Uh, so I almost definitely feel like me individually, it's a, it's a better fit. But I also like it for, you know, the rest of the group as well. Well, Benny, there just there just seems to be so much optimism about where this Bears offense could go uh, offensively and just your ability to attack defenses much better here in 2018. Last year, probably defenses were dictating to, uh, to you guys offensively, where now you'll have the opportunity to dictate to them what you're going to do uh, offensively. Maybe just talk about the options and the growth of this offense overall this offseason. Uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, uh, Trubisky's – you know, had an excellent offseason. Uh, he has a year under his belt. So the game's really starting to slow down for him. Uh, you can see that he's starting to really own that leadership role uh, as he kind of stepped into later in the season uh, last year. But I'm just excited to see, you know, how we all grow. Uh, we kind of want to put, you know, last season behind us and kind of take it one day at a time um, and just try to go out and compete with each other, uh, get better, uh, and kind of fill each other out because it's new for everybody. It's, it's a new coaching staff. Uh, new roster spots, everybody coming in ready to compete. So I feel like we just kind of try to get out there and kind of mesh together. Ben, you talked about your value on offense in first, second, and third down, but last year, a, a fake punt by Patrick O'Donnell, you caught a touchdown pass. You bring in a new special teams coordinator in Chris Tabor. Does he have that fun up his sleeve like we saw a little bit out of the special teams here in the last couple of years? And is, is Tabor going to be that kind of guy that will include all of your talents in, in everything you do out there? Uh, yeah, I most, I most definitely feel like he opens it up uh, for us. Kind of, you know, he's also, you know, learning the guys, filling out the team, um, trying to see what guys can do, where he can put guys, how he can move guys around. Uh, so I feel like once he gets more comfortable with the personnel and, you know, kind of knowing who's who and who can do what, um, I feel like he'll open it up for us as well. Uh, like I said, just going into camp, you know, the coaches still want to see. Th- this will be their first time seeing guys in pads, how we practice, how we compete. So I feel like they're also, you know, learning what we can do and what kind of guys we are, what kind of workers we are. So I feel like once he kind of gets a feel for that, he's most definitely going to open it up for us. And it sounds like from the new rule standpoint, obviously the the kickoff rules that are going to be implemented by the NFL, it's almost like a wait-and-see approach. I've talked to other special teams coaches. They've taken their big guys completely off their kickoff coverage teams. And how do you view it as a player of, of how the officials are, are going to call it during games? Because I think that remains to be seen, Benny. Uh, we, we kind of practice it. We kind of started to practice it uh, towards the end of, you know, OTAs because uh, – Coach kind of felt like it it, it would happen. Um, but I feel like we pretty much won't change much. Um, kind of stick to what we do and kind of feel our way through it. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a difference for me personally. Um, and I don't feel like Coach feels like it's that much of a difference either. So we're kind of just going to feel our way through it. And, you know, we need to make adjustments. I'm sure we will. Hey, you know, Benny, if anybody ever had a chance to see you, you're a yoke guy. And now we talk about these new rules in the NFL that if you lower your helmet, you're gonna, there's a chance that you can be kicked out. Have, have the coaches, position coaches specifically, been talking about techniques to conclude a run or what your approach is? And, and how, what are we going to see different out of the players? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like coaches uh, throughout the league probably do a great job of teaching it. I know that we practice it just about every day, uh, proper placement of the helmet, uh, how to fit a guy up, how to, you know, try to avoid injury. Uh, honestly, I just feel like in the heat of the moment, it's kind of hard sometimes yes. to think about that. Um, you're being competitive, you're playing, uh, things are moving way faster than they look from the stance. So I feel like, you know, guys just get in the moment of playing football. Uh, but I feel like the coaches, you know, they do as good as they can, the referees, 
do a good a job as they can. You know, we're just out there all around just trying to do our best when it comes to that. Well, let me ask you this, Benny, because uh, for the listeners out there, the officials will be in Bourbon A, and the players do get an opportunity to really question the officials of how new the new rules are, are going to be called. And I think helmet-to-helmet is a new rule that, you know, it could affect all 22 players on the field, Benny. Would you have any questions that maybe you'd, you'd ask the officials when you guys have the opportunity to sit with the, the Zebras? Uh, not necessarily. You know, if something crosses my mind, I'm sure I'll ask. But I feel like the coaches – themselves have done a good job of pretty much explaining to us what to expect. Um, it's not that big of a change. You all, you always want to, you know, try to keep your head away from contact and use the right form when making a tackle. And most of the times when you see those things happening on TV, I feel like it's just the natural instinct of a player. Um, I don't really think it's any guys intentionally trying to hurt one another. I just feel like it's the heat of the moment and guys just being competitive. But, you know, if something comes up, I'm, I'm sure they'll, you know, I'll ask a question, they'll explain it. But, you know, for the most part, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding and, you know, what to expect. Hey, Benny, I was looking up the running backs who were drafted the year you came out, and you were a free agent coming out of college. And I think of the top 12, there may be one or two still in the league. What has been your secret to success? Is it the ability to morph through all the offenses that you've been through or just when an opportunity is presented, you take advantage of it? Because I think it's a great reflection for other guys that are free agents to understand that they have an opportunity just like the first-rounders do. Uh, yeah, I most definitely just feel like it's, you know, just trying to compete and also just being selfless. Um, you know, whatever the coaches ask me to do, I'm comfortable with doing that. Um, I'm not a me guy. You know, I just, you know, actually love to play the game. I love to compete. I love football in itself. I love being a great teammate uh, to the younger players. And so when you get guys like Tariq that come in in my position, I have no problem telling him everything that I know, you know, to kind of catch him up to speed and help him be successful. You know, even if that means me playing less. Um, I just want to, you know, continue to try to compete and, you know, when given the opportunity, try to, you know, make the most of it. You know, I just feel like that's my secret. Um, it's not really a secret in itself, just, you know, working hard, competing, and not, you know, being selfish. Well, you look at guys like Jordan Howard that made the jump from year one to year two and Tariq Cohen, everybody expects that big jump this year. What about for a guy like Benny Cunningham? What – what have you been been working on to up your game? Because you're a savvy veteran, as I mentioned. You've been around a while and know how to prepare yourself. But what areas of the game are you looking to better yourself in? Uh, everything, all around. Um, you never know you know, what could happen in a game, uh, when you could get thrown into a game. So I just try to prepare myself for everything you can possibly think of. I prepare myself as if I'm going to be the week one starter at, at running back. I try to prepare myself as I'm going to start on all four special teams. So, you know, when I get that opportunity – I'm prepared for it and not confused about what's going on, uh, what do we study, uh, what does the opponent like to do. Um, I just try to, you know, take as much as I can and just be ready, you know, when I get the opportunity. So was there any thought of go- or investigating other teams? Because, you know, Coach Nagy really has come in and taken the energy and really has done a great deal so far in this early offseason without knowing a lot about him. Did you consider going anywhere else, or was it Chicago that you wanted to come back to? I most definitely wanted to come back to Chicago. Uh, just the bond that I've created with the players. Um, a young team, but you know, I feel like guys are starting to grow. Uh, Trubisky's starting to grow into that leadership role. So, you know, I'm excited to be around, to be able to see, you know, how he continues to grow and what he can do and what we can do as offense. Um, talking to, like, Joe and Howard and Tariq, it was, like, no doubt in my mind that I wanted to come back and be around those guys for another season at least. 
Um, so, you know, I'm happy that I'm back. I'm happy that I got the opportunity to be back. And, you know, hopefully I can stay around longer than, you know, well, Benny, from from a preparation standpoint, uh, again, you being around, and like you said, you prepare yourself for everything. What have you noticed about Jordan Howard and Tariq and, and their preparation? Because that, that's a big part of it when you're a young player growing into the National Football League, not only up in your game in, in all areas, but just your overall preparation in your opponent, blitzes, you know, coverages, all those type of things. What have you noticed from those two in terms of how they prepare much differently now as they grow as young players? Yeah, I feel like Tariq is just a guy that just has a pure, genuine love for the game. Um, he has a very high competitive motor. Uh, he comes in every day ready to work, excited to work, happy that he gets the opportunity to do this for a living. Uh, so I feel like he just has a great understanding that it's a blessing to be able to, you know, play this game, uh, what we dream of doing as young kids. And Jordan is one of the smartest guys on the team, probably one of the quietest guys but one of the smartest, um, nonstop film. He's probably sending me cut-ups of clips of me from my rookie year. You know, that's how much film he watches. Um, so just excited to, you know, continue to watch them grow and, you know, watch them be successful, you know, in this upcoming season. Well, it's, you know, it's it's here, and that's the exciting thing about it. I think for all the Chicago Bears fans, ever since they made the hire of Coach Nagy and he brought in the staff and they brought Vic Fangio, I think the expectations are unique, even though you do have young quarterback and you said young players. The, expect, the expectations from this football team, from the fans and from the support, I think we have high expectations for this football team, and I'm sure that you guys have the same going into day one of training camp. Yeah, most definitely. You know, you, you know everybody. Well, I think we lost you there, Benny. You still there, Benny? We got Hello? you? Okay. There you are. There yep. you are. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah, my bad. But I feel like everybody has that, you know, goal set to, you know, win the Super Bowl and make the playoffs. Um, but I feel like for us, just with that being a big goal, you break it down and you just take it one day at a time. Uh, so when we get back, the first goal is everybody pass the conditioning test. Uh, the next goal will be, you know, executing the first practice and just taking it one day at a time and building blocks. And ultimately, I feel like if we just take things one day at a time and Focus on the task at hand. We'll be successful and we'll accomplish what we want to. All right, Benny, this is not your first rodeo going to training mm-hmm. camp. What Give the Bears fans, what's the last thing you splurge on before you head to camp and get serious? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. I usually just try to take a trip um, somewhere just to clear my mind, whether it's uh, – I've done Hawaii before. Uh, I've done Jamaica this offseason. Uh, just to kind of clear my mind away from everything, relax. Uh, then come back, spend a little bit of time with family. And, you know, before, after that, it's time to put on a hard hat and go to work. All right. Well, Benny, uh, good luck to you here at this training camp. Good luck to you on the season as well. We appreciate your time this evening. Thank you, Benny. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. Bears running back Benny Cunningham. As the veterans, they will report to Bourbon A July 19th. Rookies reported today. Training camp is here. We'll come back. More to discuss. Plus, Jay Helgenberg is going to join us on the program as well, so don't change that now. Keep it right here on Bears All Access. Welcome back to Bears All Access. Jim Miller, Tom Thayer. Hey, make sure you sign your child up for some fun. Check out the non-contact Chicago Bears Youth Football Camp brought to you by Gatorade and Athletical Physical Therapy. All you have to do is visit www.bearscamps.com and you get to save 
$50 today. Again, our thanks to Bears running back Benny Cunningham, who just joined us on the program. We'll talk to Tom's old teammate, Jay Hilgenberg. He'll join us a little over uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. But wanted to return to the conversation we had about the Bears defense. You think of that early schedule, Tom, on the road against the Green Bay Packers, as I mentioned, uh, prime time. That'll be September 9th. Then September 17th, facing another uh, savvy quarterback. When you look at Russell Wilson, that also will be primetime game, a Monday nighter uh, to be exact. But, you know, you just wonder how aggressive will Vic Fangio be? Will they feel that they have to protect a young offense until they have to catch fire? But thoughts, we already talked about Roquan Smith. You and I both think he's going to be a day one starter uh, for the Chicago Bears. And how aggressive maybe this defense could get early against some top-tier quarterbacks. You know, you know, Jim, when we watch preseason, I think we're probably going to see the most vanilla defense on the on the game fields that we've ever seen. Yeah, when you come to practice and you pay attention and you start studying the little things they're doing, maybe some of the line stunts they're doing, some of the coordinated blitzes that they, they have going. And I think if Vic Fangio can build this defense through the training camp practices all leading up to that game one against Green Bay, I do think he's going to have the opportunity to be way more aggressive. Aaron Rodgers, the first game of the year, you still don't understand the speed of the tempo because Aaron Rodgers doesn't play in the preseason. And yeah, he has practice reps, but it's different in the game. And I'm really interested about, you know, the thinking of the Bears leading up to that first regular season game. I know they have a lot of work to go through before then, but when we sat here a year ago leading into the start of training camp, he had no understanding of what the defense was going to look like because of the uncertainty of the defensive backs. And when you have guys that develop like Kyle Fuller and Adrian Amos, it, it changed it a little bit. So I think they're going to be a, have a chance to be more aggressive early but if you're coming to training camp, pay attention to the practices because that's when you're going to see this stuff. I don't think you'll see it in preseason games. Yeah, that's a good point, too. And plus, Green Bay's probably going to look a lot different. No yeah. Jordy Nelson. You've got Jimmy Graham there now. I mean, if Roquan is playing, I don't know, will there be one-on-ones against a, you know, a, a, one, he's a he's a red zone nightmare. He had 10, 10 touchdowns a year ago uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. So I think offensively, Green Bay's going to shift a little bit different to maybe what they were under Jermichael Finley. Uh, before he re- retired and had to walk away from the game. I agree. And that's, you know, that's the one unknown is well, how is Jimmy Graham going to affect the offense of the Green Bay Packers? Because this is, well, I you know, Drew Brees is one heck of a quarterback, but in, you know, Aaron Rodgers is right up there. So, I mean, he's having an opportunity to play with really tremendous quarterback play throughout his career in the NFL. But now, you know, what is the offensive line for Green Bay? Are they going to be able to hold up to allow Jimmy Graham to get into his routes? I know he's going to be a, a mismatch. You know, he's going to be a matchup nightmare. He's always going to win the size battle. But again, it, it's about how Aaron Rodgers controls the cadence at the line of scrimmage and how well the Bears, they can, they can play up front. Yeah, and two quarterbacks that can extend plays. Granted, we'll have to see how Seattle Seahawks offensive line shapes together uh, in week two, but there was a time period there where Russell Wilson was making tremendous plays You know that were breaking down in terms of the pocket and his ability to move. So it'll be interesting how Vic Fangio uses, like you said, that aggressiveness or you know whether they can corral 
these players because a lot of time, nine times out of ten for both those quarterbacks, it's what they do outside the pocket as well. Right, Jim. You know, Jim, every year we sit here and talk about Aaron Rodgers. What are you going to do? How are you going to defense him? Oh, I'm going to make him move to his left. Yeah, right. Aaron Rodgers is in control of the game. And no matter what you think you want to do to him, that means you're winning a lot of battles up front to force Aaron Rodgers into a space that he doesn't want to be in. But he can throw the ball from anywhere. He's accurate in any type of moving pocket or moving throw. So, you know, that's still the leader of the division. And All I'm right, concerned. well, next segment, I get to take a back seat because two former teammates are going to go down memory lane. That's right, Jay Hogenberg. He'll be on Bears All Access next. Keep it right here. This segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW. CDW, people who get it. Well, I'd hate to go to training camp back when... Tom Thayer and Jay Hogenberg were going twice a day in pads at one of the best defenses ever formed in the NFL. But it's our pleasure right now to go out to the guest line and welcome in Jay Hilgenberg, five-time All-Pro and seven-time Pro Bowler. One of the reasons probably why he got to be so good. So, Jay, had to be just a pleasure lining up in pads every day against that top-tier defense. Oh, yeah, we look forward to that twice a day, especially in 100-degree weather, Jim. It was uh, <laughs> for right. six weeks, no less for six weeks yeah. of it. it. Brutal. I mean, we used to, I, you know, people, uh, the players nowadays think that, you know, we didn't, that's when we started working out was at training camp. We worked out year round. So we were in shape when we went to camp. It was just total overtraining. I and mean, we knew it as players and the coaches, I think knew it too, but just it's one of those things i mean it's just everybody did it and so uh, just that was what you did and um it just takes a successful team to do something different than everybody else will follow that. You know, Jay, I think we drove to every single training camp together in Platteville, and it was the most miserable four-hour drive of the year, and there was nothing like the reward of driving home at the end of training camp. Right. I mean, you imagine going down to Kankakee, 45-minute drive, nice open right. Illinois Illinois fields with everybody supporting you, so it would be right. more fun going to this training camp than the old school. Right. I mean, we had a nice trip up there the one time when we got the the Harley, the motorcycles, and drove those up. But the problem was the next day um, at, when we started two-a-days, we were so sunburned putting the pads on and everything. It was just miserable for about three, four days. Right, well, but, you know, that you know, was, that was the funny thing about it. I never told my family I bought a motorcycle, and then they had the picture on the front page of the Sun-Times of us driving into Platteville. My mom called me crying. <laughs> That's what I got out of it. Well, when you look at it, Jay, I mean, back in the day, I mean, normally the morning practice was more run, play, action uh, type of pen. Then you come back in the afternoon, you line up in the pads and do more pass pro and, and things like that. And maybe, maybe talk about the challenges of James Daniels because a lot of these young offensive linemen, they don't get to hone their skills because they're just not going to get as many reps as players like you or Tom or, or I had, a, had the benefit of. Uh, back right, training camp right. used to be. You're right, Jim. It'd be difficult, um, I think, mentally more so now for uh, offensive linemen uh, going into games um, to have that, that confidence in, in the back of your mind because I, there's no question that, you know, the, the days that Tom and I played, the, the reps that we had at the one-on-one pass blocking and the team pass blocking drills, you know, to, twice a day, for, as you said, six for six weeks – I mean, we were prepped, ready to go for that that opening game of the year, um, and it's just nowadays. It's just there's some way that these coaches got to come together and, and give these guys the confidence that they are ready. And 
you know, I, I think they, they do it with a little more aggressive pass block. And I, your last couple segments or something, I think I heard Tom talking about a little about something like that, how pass blocking is, has gotten to be a little more aggressive. You, you see less of the seven-step drops. And I, uh, the, the RPOs, that's, that's what it is. That's what Tom was talking right. about. And uh, I agree that, that that takes the pressure off the line. I think that's important for – for the offensive coordinators and to give the offensive line guys uh, a break because you got to give these guys the confidence to come off the ball and hit people in the face and and try to you know be aggressive and dominate guys all right jay you we you eat me and you talk about it every season do you think that the off I, I say offense more do you think the offense should play more in the preseason this year unlike any other years or because they have five games do you kind of you know delegate how much you're going to play some of these guys I, I really think that they should be playing more. I mean, you don't—they don't have the two days, so they're not getting the reps during the week. So I, without question, I think they should be playing uh, through to, to the halftime, if not maybe a couple of these games, just a series in the third quarter, uh, to just to be ready to go. I just just so frustrated over the years some of the the old line coaches that the bears have had i remember mike tice saying well you really don't know what you have until the fourth game of the year i mean by that time you're you're out of it it. yeah right all right you got to be ready to go day one there's no you got 16 games i i I don't want to hear i think all that era is behind the bears i think with Nagy here and and vic uh staying here i'm they got this is a great quality coaching staff they have and um it's it's going to be exciting this team is going to show a lot of progress and it, it's really it's going to be the attitude going up to green bay that first game of the year they got to believe in each other and believe that they're going to win the game well that's well, what we Tom were I, yeah jim and i were talking about that how vic would probably have a chance to be a little bit more aggressive that first game of the year because they're familiar with the system he's got a better understanding of his defensive backs and the nickel and dime and everything else but it's about the guys up front Right, no question. I, you know, I had a conversation with John Fox. I didn't, I didn't have many when he was here, but uh, he was telling me about his first game he coached for the Bears. It was against the Packers in Chicago, and at halftime it was a close game. And Fox told me at halftime he comes walking the locker room, the team's excited, loud, kind of cheering the locker room, and he goes, "Oh no!" He goes, "He goes, look at, I mean, these guys don't expect to be close to these guys. They don't expect to win." So he, he and that's I think the thing is is nagging this coaching staff and Ryan Pace and everybody has to get these guys to have the attitude. If these guys come together, they can beat anybody in the league. I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of coming together and having that common goal and everybody be on the same page. Yeah, great, great point, Jay. Well, we talked about Tom and I did Roquan Smith. We expect him to be a day one starter and an impact player for the Bears. Not for you to give some Iowa Hawkeye love, but. You know, when you look at James Daniels, he's, I mean, this guy is a really good football player from Iowa, both center, guard, and maybe your early impressions of James Daniels and what he could do potentially in his NFL career. Uh, yeah, I, I think I watched James uh, play every snap he, he played at, at Iowa, of course, and um, he was a fun guy to watch, and I was really excited to see the Bears draft him. And I was I had the pleasure of coming, going up to Hallis Hall and then meeting him. Uh, the Bears had a little thing for all the rookies before uh, mini camp with some of the veterans, and uh, sat down had dinner with James, and just a great kid. Um, can't believe how young he looks. I mean, he is he is young, but um, kind of surprised that originally they they put him at guard. But I do understand 
it seems like, you know, in today's NFL, these guys, I mean, it's not like when Tom and I played, you know, we were specialists that we called. I was the center. He was a guard. We didn't, we didn't move around. But nowadays, you know, these guys got to play different positions. Well, that's, that's the thing about it is you got Cody Whitehair, you have James Daniels, you have Hironis Grisou, you have um, Eric Cush, you have these right. guys that have a lot of versatility on the inside. So I think Harry is going to have his work cut out for him because even a, a free agent they sign in Earl Wartford, who's a heck of a football player, I think he's going to make it really hard on some of the veterans to earn spots. So I think... The, you know that'll probably be one of the more interesting positions to play. Pay attention to is the interior, the offensive line. Right. I, I heard you talking about him, and I'm I'm excited to watch th- this guy play because they I, they do sound like this is going to be a solid uh, three guys in the, in that middle of that offensive line. I mean, you don't know who they're going to be, but um, it's, it's they're all it's good great. candidates. Right. Right. I mean that that's good, and and throwing James in there, I think it, it's great that they're starting him off at guard. Uh, because he's he's a quality center, and um, if he gets that confidence in that guard position, then he's going to be really valuable to the Bears. But I, I don't think I think James, by the time it's it's all said and done for his career, he's going to be known as a, a pretty top center in the NFL. Well, let me ask you both this because I, I know Tom thinks uh, highly. Well, he thinks the the world of Dick Stanfeld and and how he right. was coached and things he he taught him. And, and now here you got Harry Heastan coming in as as the offensive line coach. How quickly for a veteran from your standpoint in terms of offensive line techniques or maybe some things that that maybe Harry Heastan majors in that the veterans can quickly pick up pick up on because for the rookies they're going to know this moving forward obviously but for maybe the veterans to change some things and for maybe Harry Heastan to reach them to hey maybe look at this a little bit differently whether it's a kick step maybe it's hand placement I'd like to get both your your thoughts on this and and I'll start with you Jay yeah I I think that's a good point Jim that um, I've always thought that with coaching changes and new coaching new coaches coming in that the the new the young guys the new guys really kind of have an advantage because if you have some real old veterans and they're not stuck if, if and if they're stuck in their way that they want to do things that's that's just not gonna go very well so uh, i i but but i think uh, the bears are so lucky to get harry back i mean this, this is part of that great coaching staff they have uh to, to get him back because i Dick Stanfield, without question, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's, he's the greatest offensive line coach in the NFL, and what he taught is is really not coached today. But uh, I think Harry comes about as close as possible as you can. I, I had a conversation with Harry, too, and he, he, he understands the whole hand placement, getting hands inside and fighting, getting position on guys, and uh, try to dominate guys. So it's it, it that was a that was a huge pickup to get Harry back here. You know, you know what was interesting during our time and our career is when we started meetings at training camp, we used to have this playbook that was probably three, 300 pages thick. But at the beginning of a, a, a section, Dick Stanfeld had a page written out about what he expected out of the techniques, and he kind of gave a description of it. And we went around the room, and everybody read a paragraph to learn 
to have him tell you what he wants you to learn, and then he goes out and teaches you on the field. And I think that was a really important description for us, you know, Jim, because when you go from college to pro, everything is so different. The talent is great. You know, McMichael is different than Hampton, and Hampton's different than Fridge. And so you have to trust your technique against all the different body styles you played against. And I do think it was helpful in an adult playbook to read it in front of your peers to get a better understanding of what, your coach expected out of you. Yeah. And, well, Jay, you touched on something uh, a little bit ago about if these guys gel as a team, come together and believe. And we've seen it a year ago. Look at what the L.A. Rams did under under first-year right. head coach uh, Sean McVay. And, you know, I guess your expectation, because there is such optimism about the season, because so much has changed a year ago from the Chicago Bears, and it did not go well. I think we all understand that. But there are multiple variables and changes, and just your, your thoughts or, I guess, your expectations for the Chicago Bears in 2018. Hey, my expectation is that they should be right there for the fight to, to be in the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. I mean, this, these – you know, these years are each year is a valuable year to these players, and you know there's enough transition every year in the NFL that that goes around that, and it's a for four months or five months. You know, let's get these these guys come together uh, at training camp, and they can stay together and just have that everybody have a similar goal to to go up and start it off by going beating Green Bay. I mean, good things will happen this year. The only thing I'm scared about this season going in for all of us who have a long time here is the fact that the the rules of the lowering the helmet and when we see a player offensively or defensively get kicked out because of the infraction, it's it's going to lead a lot of you know conversation throughout this season when those types of rule changes take effect. Yeah, it's going to be that. That's going to be interesting to watch. That's something I really haven't thought about much. I got the well. I mean, you. you Tom and Jim, you guys got to be up more on me. I, I don't get involved until the regular season. You guys got to be ready to go preseason. So, but well, uh, I, be, I, I, I worry about it. Yeah, well, Jay, I worry about it in like goal line and short yardage situations. I mean, what you know? Who's to say if a left, a left tackle's kick stepping in, in a defensive end or outside linebackers bull rushing them, and a and a tackle headbutts the the outside linebacker? Is that going to be called? Or say you're pulling on a G power? You know, imagine right. that, Tom, if you're pulling on a G power and maybe you lower your helmet going up into the hole as you're trying to take out a linebacker. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Well, I you, think that, that you, could be a factor. Earlier when we had Benny Cunningham on, and he said, you know, you just have to react as a football player. You're not going to be able to have an instant thought go through your head and specifically change an angle. So that's the frustrating thing for all of us is when a player gets kicked out for just doing something football-related and reaction-related, it's it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Well, you know, if they start finding offensive linemen for lowering their head on blocks, then that that may be the 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 straw right there that breaks camel's back. Because I mean, how can you? I mean, it bothers me so much nowadays in the NFL how they can take these this money away from these defensive backs for making reactionary plays out there. It's just it's not right. And uh, so I, 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 hopefully this is not a rule change, you know, to try to define players a little bit more. I, I don't think it is. I, I'm sure I, I take it for what it is for the safety of the game. But um, I just hope it just it isn't an avenue for a bunch of fines for offensive linemen and well, defensive linemen. Well, before we let you go, Jay, while you and Tom were driving up to Platteville, sulking and feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> but, but you know what? I would still drive back there and go to Pizzeria Uno. 
<laughs> That's what I was going to say. What was your last Spurs before that first practice, Jay? Oh, uh, we I think we used to go do um we we used to eat healthy. I used to we used to eat healthy pretty much the whole summer and then like the night before Tom and I used to go and get chicken wings someplace. <laughs> eat as many chicken right. wings as we possibly could. <laughs> Well, Jay, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for taking a few moments of your night and coming on Bears All Access. Yeah, Jim. Hi, Jay. Thanks. Jay Hilgenberg, everybody. Let's hit the last break. We'll come back. Hey, we'll open up the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Any questions? Tom and I will answer them as training camp officially starts for the Chicago Bears. Veterans will report on the 19th. So just around the corner, folks. So get ready. Football season is finally here. Keep it right here on Bears All Access. Welcome back to Bears All Access. Make sure you check out this week on Inside the Bears, Roquan Smith's journey from small town to Chicago, and Allen Robinson hangs with spice in big guys in a Benz. Inside the Bears airs Saturdays at 6 p.m. on CW50 Chicago and Sundays at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago. You can also watch show segments online at chicagobears.com or on the Chicago Bears official app anytime. Jim Miller, Tom Thayer with you. You can join us at 312-644-6767. I believe let's go out and hear from Ryan. I believe he's calling from Naperville. What do you got today, Ryan? Hey, Ryan. Hey. How you guys doing? Hi, Jim. Hey, Tom. What do you got, Good, man? Good to have you. Hey, thank you. Um, I mean, basically, I was just calling in. I just wanted to kind of follow up on what um, on Jay was talking about. Um, and, and obviously, this is no disrespect to Jay thinking about the Bears are going to go, you know, this is going to be a year that they're going to do something here. This is just something I think, and I think a lot of us Bears fans think, it, it might take till about 2019, 2020 until we see this team turn around and, and actually be a contender for you know, the playoffs or, you know, or even some kind of Super Bowl contention. I mean, I, you I know, don't know if that's what you guys think, but that's kind of where I'm going with it. I mean, I think I'm very football knowledge worthy. You guys have, you guys have played in the NFL. I played college football. I'm just using this as, I feel like I'm a, I'm a pretty good judge of character and kind of where we're going, but we're going in the right direction. No, Ryan, I, I, I think you're right. And I, I think, you know, when, when you look at the Bears in the Super Bowl, you know, you got to try to make that Super Bowl before uh, Mitchell Trubisky gets to a second contract. So with that, that gives you four years. So I'm kind of in the same time frame you are. However, I do think there has to be a change of culture inside the locker room. If you go into this, if you drive to the stadium, you think there's no chance we're going to win. Or you get to halftime and you have the lead and you're so excited you go out and falter the whole second half. I think Jim or Jay and and I feel the same way. I think there needs to be a change of confidence, a change of culture. And um, I know Aaron Rodgers is great, and I know Matthew Stafford is a heck of a quarterback and what they got in Minnesota and everything, but this is about the entirety of the team. And I think that there has been a little bit of a change that it's the momentum starting that way. But it's going to take a big win. It's going to take a couple division wins, and it's going to take some able to chase or you know chase for that division crown. I I always believe it, especially for a young team. It takes a signature win to yeah. to really get a team to believe. Now, whether that's on week one punching Green Bay in the mouth, and I think that they got to know that they can hang and they can hang with the best. And I think you you know you got to go out there and do it. And I think everybody just says, hey, we're we're a lot better than what people are giving us giving credit for and I you know and I think Ryan Pace has done a good job overhauling this roster. 
you know, again, even when John Fox uh, became the coach, they were one of the oldest rosters that have been overturned and churned to one of the youngest rosters in the NFL, and that continues uh, to happen even this past offseason uh, for the Chicago Bears. But but I'm a big believer in that, in that Tom. I mean, I think you – you think you're good, but you got to go go out and get that signature win to say, "Hey, we we can hang with anybody." It's kind of you kind of set that standard for yourself, and then have to live up to it every single week. Right, you know, and and I've been on teams where I knew we were going to win the game going out the door, but I also there's seasons that I was a part of that we had losing seasons that it was going to tough it was going to be tough to go out there and compete. But the the culture that Coach Dick had created during our our term there was one of confidence, one of belief that you are the best and the toughest and the biggest and the baddest in the yeah. league. <clears throat> and so, you know, that that that's the mentality that has to develop. Your big strong guys, they gotta be big and strong. Your great athletes, they have to be great. And that's the way that you're gonna mold this whole thing into a winning team. Well, in terms of, you know, we always talk about trust among players. You know, over the past few seasons, I, I, whether it was Mark Trestman, I didn't get the feeling players trusted one another to do their job. You know, that that's just my, my take on it. You know, and, and what I saw when you see players second-guessing or maybe out of position, and I think Nagy moving forward at least – in terms of that belief factor or that buy-in factor and, you know, the presence of, of Vic Fangio and obviously what Nagy wants to accomplish on the offensive side of the ball with, with Mark Helfrich, I've got a greater sense of trust. Even though they're learning a new system offensively, I, at least that's the way I felt, Tom. I got a greater sense of trust among these teammates here this offseason and what they're trying to build. You know, you know Jim, I, I think there's um... – going to be more on the line for a lot of these guys because last year when it was John Fox, the head coach, Vic Fangio, defensive coordinator, boom, right there. And then you had Dow Loggins, the leader of the other side of the ball. I just don't know if it was the game plan was constructed well enough to go out there and gain right. confidence that earn you victories. And I think it, I like Coach Nagy and Mark Helfrich on the offensive side of the ball with Vic being on the defensive side of the ball and Chris Tabor being the special teams coordinator because I think that's when you get the most efficient amount of work out of the coaches in the, in the high chair positions that will help this, well, again, the development of the team. Well, that's a good point. You know, here – you know, even a year ago, they didn't trust Terry Cohen to do multiple positions. And then this year, you hear he's lining up all over the place. You know, and then, you know, I think that's part of it is the trust in those players in their new head coach and how plays are going to be called and how they're going to be utilized. And it, and it goes both way between coaches and players and, and players and coaches. Um, and again, it just, you, you, whether it's from Mitchell Trubisky or Kyle Long or the receivers or the the tight ends, the players that we've heard from and how they're going to be utilized, you just get a, a greater sense of, of trust and, what should I say, confidence in the players and what they're uh, going to be able to do this year and what they're going to be asked to do uh, this year from, from that standpoint. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Tom. Well, you know, it, it, you know, last year going into the training camp, my biggest concern was the, the, the defensive backfield as a whole. Would it be able to hold up in the division? Would it be able to hold up in the season? And, and it did improve week in and week out. And that's some of the concerns that I have going into this season. I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned because I think the tight end position is going to develop into a quality position on this team. When I'm, I'm talking about Deion, Deion Sims um, and the and the the young guy, I think um, Trey Burton is going to be a tight end that's going to be on the Adam Shaheen. Uh, Trey Burton's going to be the outside, and the tight end position at on the line of scrimmage is going to be that job of Deion Sims and Adam Shaheen. So 
I, I, I have high expectations for that position because it was completely forgot about last year after Zach Miller was hurt. And Zach Miller had was he was like a Swiss Army knife. He could do everything that was asked out of the tight end position, and I don't think that's going to be the same. I think there's going to be delegated assignments to the personnel they have at that position, and that's my biggest need for help in the offense going in this year. Well, it started in with the OTAs and obviously the three phases of the offseason, and now it builds again as training camp is finally here and then the preseason games. They've got the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Denver Broncos, and, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills, and then the season will be fast upon us. So, Tom, always enjoyed it here on Bears All Access. I'll see you down at training camp, my friend. Look forward to it, Big Jim. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for everybody for joining us tonight. Bears All Access football season just around the corner. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, PNC, and Ford.